Coming up on episode one of a 15-minute guide to predictive analytics, we're going to chat with two industry experts in the power generation and asset performance management industries. We'll discuss what to look for in your operational data to improve machine efficiency, increase safety, and reduce operating expenditure all at the same time. You're going to want to stay with us, so don't press pause. Welcome everyone to a 15-minute guide to predictive analytics. I'm your host, Tom Trapel. This is your podcast dedicated to going beyond the hype of AI and digital transformation to explore the methods and tools that translate data into tangible solutions for the operational engineer. But before we get started, I want to mention this episode is brought to you by Aviva Performance Intelligence. Aviva and OSIsoft have come together to help companies from every industry engineer smarter, operate better, and elevate their business with a world-class suite of operational software. Discover what performance intelligence can offer you and visit www.aviva.com forward slash performance intelligence. That's aviva.com forward slash performance hyphen intelligence. All right, folks, with me today are two industry thought leaders in the world of operational data. David Thomason is an industry principal for global power generation who has helped leading companies around the globe ad implement advanced analytics solutions to optimize their processes from top to bottom. And Sean Gregerson, an asset performance management expert with over 20 years experience helping businesses through the adoption of the industrial Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, big data and machine learning. Hey, gentlemen, thanks for chatting with me today. Thanks, Tom. Really excited to be part of the podcast today. Yeah, thanks, Tom. And thanks, Sean. Gentlemen, recently analysts have been discussing gaining interest in the market in regards to technology around performance intelligence. In your own words, can you explain what performance intelligence is about and what it means to companies today? Yeah, no, great question, Tom. Uh, simply put, uh, performance intelligence is all about taking this uh, rich data and information about your industrial production assets, all of the engineering, uh, all the operations, and all of the asset management information, and combining this with artificial intelligence and human insight to enable our customers to achieve a level of performance and operational efficiency never previously thought to be possible. And it's really about unlocking the value streams of performance intelligence from value chain optimization to unified operations to the digital twin to asset performance management, really to improve profitability and safety and to create a more resilient and efficient and agile business. Well, I think performance intelligence is a way that we're trying to characterize the use of information uh, around assets and the performance of a system uh, and being able to get everything you need to know. You know in the past, technology was, was kind of limited to doing some basic things that were very difficult, like, like say doing a pump curve on a, on a pump was difficult to do many years ago. Well, now technology has enabled us to do all types of things from, from monitoring equipment and, and systems, all the work management that's been done on those things, all of the, we can 
uh, elevate this to machine learning and, and, and artificial intelligence. We can do things around digital information, around assets beyond just the real, real time, but collected in testing data as well. So the idea around performance intelligence is having a holistic look and view of how that asset is going to perform, and then also how it's going to fit into the rest of the portfolio of assets as well. David, you've had the privilege to work with industrial operators from power companies around the globe. What would you say is like their most common top focal point today? And what is the driving force behind their focus here? Well, in the power industry, the heavy focus is always around reliability and availability. And now it's even moving towards how the orchestrated interplay of all the assets and stuff are working with each other as it relates to the variability around renewable assets and to the fixed, more traditional assets. And being able to work with many companies gives us a, a lot of insight. So the focus is how do I avoid negative impacts to the business? And, and that can be related to many things uh, around extending maintenance cycles, around doing maintenance at the right time based on this advanced information that we get from modern technology. So to see companies focus on their overall performance as it's tied to either, you know, what they're producing, their reliability of their electricity grid, or or if it's around the monetary assets of, of the cost of actually having to support and maintain those as well. Sean, you've worked with um, many other industries with that regarding asset performance management. Do you see a lot of similarities to what David described, or are there some other focal points that also need to be addressed? Yeah, no, I think we're, you know, I definitely am seeing a lot of the different points being addressed that that David described. And we're really seeing investments being made across a, a number of different areas related to digitalization from investments to optimize their data in infrastructure and edge analytics to value chain optimization to the digital twin and, and enablement of the connected worker. But invariably a main focus of, of nearly all industrial operators has really been asset performance management. And in fact, we see in most cases that uh, APM and specifically uh, predictive maintenance uh, is one of the first digitalization initiatives that industrial operators are focused on. And it's largely because of the value opportunity is so significant given a 10 to 20% reduction in OPEX is the opportunity. And and given that the value could be achieved in a very short a period of time where, where we've seen our customers pay back from uh, the investment in many cases uh, in our APM software portfolio to be uh, within just a few months time. When it comes to predictive maintenance and that being part of a comprehensive APM strategy, could you share a little bit more about what that consists of, how it works and how it could benefit customers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, predictive maintenance is uh, all about um, using artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, to learn how these industrial assets, so pumps and motors and compressors and turbines, uh, all these different industrial assets, learning how these assets operate under different loading, different ambient, in different operational conditions. And in the way that um, that this is done, is you're typically taking all this rich sensor information, pressures, uh, flow rates, vibration, whatever sensor information is available for an asset, and the the software applications are learning uh, how these assets 
operate under all these different conditions. So this signature, if you will, uh, for each asset. And then comparing in real time uh, how this asset's currently operating compared to this learned or known signature for this asset to detect these very subtle changes in its behavior. David, when it comes to the the steps of developing an APM strategy, what have you seen work best for some of the companies you worked with? How would a company that's just about to embark on an APM strategy, how would they go about developing that for their business? Well, I believe some of the first thing, of course, is to identify, you know, which assets are going to be the critical assets you're going to monitor. You're not going to boil the ocean with everything, right? But you're going to you're going to select all your critical assets that that affect your reliability and your availability and such. And then, of course, having a solid data foundation to where you're actually collecting all the information and you're getting it in a way that that supports these modern technologies is is fundamental in a successful APM strategy. Uh, then being able to take in, I like the word, moving yourself from a tactical view of going after things and having a more strategic approach to each class of equipment or or system and having a way that you're going to apply that technology to those systems very consistently across the fleet of assets or just the assets at a particular site, but doing it from a consistency basis. And now you have kind of this understanding that I'm going to need this data to fulfill these higher level needs of analytics and such. So beginning with a solid foundation of data, moving that into transforming that data into information like moving raw data into start and stop counts and runtime counters and those types of things and then being able to do data quality standards and stuff which would feed into like predictive analytics applications and machine learning and ai and i would say we uh, often start with our customers as part of an apm assessment and we have a uh, tool on our website that can provide an initial assessment of our customers' asset strategy. So our customers can go to the website, they can within 15 minutes answer a series of questions and and get an overview of you know how well they're performing. And we also offer a, a customer-specific APM assessment where we analyze our customers' asset strategy in up to 14 different uh, critical areas and benchmark them against their peers in each of these categories. And it may be, um, you know, have you defined an asset master data um, management model for your business? And how do you update and maintain that model as you go forward? Uh, do you have maintenance strategies defined for your assets? Have you done a failure mode effects and criticality analysis of your assets? And how do you measure the effectiveness of your maintenance strategies? Well, thank you, Sean. Gentlemen, there are a lot of plan engineers who rely on time series data software you know, to implement their predictive analytics. What benefits have you seen from using this software in an APM strategy solution that helps what, what you're suggesting stand out in the market? The benefit's quite significant. Um, you know, the the risk in the area that I'm over and powered generation uh, is always high. It's always, you know, the it's, it's more than the price of the asset, right? So if you're looking at just trying to protect something where well, you're actually protecting your risk. So I kind of draw the analogy to like, you know, race cars and such. Like when you have a race car out on the track, you have so much at risk. You've got, you know, you spent millions of dollars to be there. You have, you have mechanic teams, you have all this stuff and the risk of losing or being knocked out of the race is, is, 
is very high uh, and and the consequences are very, very high. So aligning that with the business strategy is a necessity, especially around independent power companies and such, which are having to, to, to strive to stay profitable. Having that APM strategy and that solution helps them get a head start, right? By having this insight to their, their assets themselves and being able to avoid failures in proper amount of time gives them a heads up, not only in the competitive area, but in their own cost as well. At Aviva, we've been applying artificial intelligence and machine learning for over a decade. And We've taken the feedback from our customers who are in many cases operating some of the largest centralized monitoring centers and programs uh, in the world today, and we've continually iterated the software uh, based on, on, on this feedback from our customers. And really what makes it successful is um, really four factors we've identified. Uh, deployability, uh, being able to deploy the solution uh, easily at scale, then maintainability. So being able to uh, maintain these models as you go forward to retrain the models if necessary, so that if you want to make a change to a particular model, could you find a newer or better way to do it, that you can do that easily across a fleet of assets, not just going model by model, sensor by sensor. And then scalability. So it's one thing to build a machine learning or artificial intelligence-based model for one asset, but then how does that scale across the business when you have hundreds to thousands of assets of different manufacturers, different asset types, different levels of sensors uh, for each one of these assets? And so how do I have a program that, that really scales well uh, across the business? And then usability, so, so that uh, reliability and performance engineers can build the models, deploy the models, they can maintain the models, they can scale the solution across the business, and most importantly, they have a way to really interpret the results. And so what I really look at that as being is a term explainable AI. So it's not a black box that I put these data sensors in and I get good or bad out but that I can understand why do I see an early warning alert for this asset? What's driving that early warning alert condition? What are the fault diagnostics around this particular uh, alert? What are the prescribed actions that I should take to uh, remediation? And so what I think we really do a, a, a good job and differentiating job of is bringing the data science along with this deep software experience, as well as asset subject matter expertise together into one. So this is, um, you know, really able to, to, you know, help us to discuss the results of the software, not from a data science perspective, but rather from an asset behavior and asset performance perspective. And it really allows us to, to gain the trust of the users of the software and, and consumers of, of the results of the software much more quickly. And that just leads to uh, a more successful and faster deployment of, of the software across your business. And it allows everyone within the business to have uh, great confidence in, in the program. Excellent. Well, thank you, Sean. Okay, folks, our 15 minutes is now up. Be sure to subscribe and join us for our next episode. And if you would like to learn more, be sure to check out our sponsored website, aviva.com forward slash performance intelligence. That is aviva.com forward slash performance hyphen intelligence. 
I'm Tom Trapel and David, Sean, thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next time.